Welcome to He That Hath Ears, Listen Podcast. My name is Dave Krupa, a Christian and student of the Bible. Each episode, I will share lessons I learned from God's Word to help on the Christian journey in everyday life. Thanks for spending some time exploring the Bible with me today. Now, let's listen. One of my favorite places in the world is eastern Tennessee. I just love the people, the land, and especially the mountains. The people there say the mountains are forever changing, for they change, better or worse, with every visitor that comes to see them. Each time I'm there, Paul's message to the Romans comes to mind. For the invisible things of him from the creation of the world are clearly seen, being understood by the things that are made, even his eternal power and Godhead, so that they are without excuse. Romans 1 and 20 Every time I see those smoky mountains, I think to myself, how can anyone not believe this was created by God? On a recent trip, I was gazing upon those mountains and thought how they do indeed change, if nothing more than by the seasons. This is when I thought about our lives, how we as Christians have changed as well. We have different seasons in our lives, and it is through this process we become a sight of beauty. The Season of Self This is where we all started. In this season, we only worry about ourselves. Rather than looking at what we can contribute to the world, we instead focus on what we can gain from it. Whether it's treasures, money, fame, recognition, or just pleasures, we want it all and we want it now. We are entrenched in sin and don't even realize it. It is man's nature to sin. Paul pointed this out in Romans chapter 5, verses 12 through 14. Wherefore, as by one man sin entered into the world, and death by sin, and so death passed upon all men, for that all have sinned. For until the law sin was in the world, but sin is not imputed when there is no law. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the similitude of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of him that was to come. Let's consider, if you will, the story of Simon as found in Acts chapter 8, verses 9 through 24. Now there was a man named Simon who formerly was practicing magic in the city and astonishing the people of Samaria, claiming to be someone great. And they all, from the smallest to greatest, were giving attention to him, saying, This man is what is called the great power of God. And they were giving him attention because he had for a long time astonished them with his magic arts. But when they believed Philip preaching the good news about the kingdom of God in the name of Jesus Christ, they were being baptized, men and women alike. Even Simon himself believed, 
And after being baptized, he continued on with Philip. And as he observed signs and great miracles taking place, he was constantly amazed. Now when the apostles in Jerusalem heard that Samaria had received the word of God, they sent them Peter and John, who came down and prayed for them, that they might receive the Holy Spirit. For he had not yet fallen upon any of them. They had simply been baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. Then when they began laying their hands on them, and they were receiving the Holy Spirit, now when Simon saw that the Spirit was bestowed through the laying on of the apostles' hands, he offered them money, saying, Give this authority to me as well, so that everyone on whom I lay my hands may receive the Holy Spirit. But Peter said to him, May your silver perish with you, because you thought you could obtain the gift of God with money. You have no part or portion in this matter, for your heart is not right before God. Therefore repent of this wickedness of yours, and pray the Lord that, if possible, the intention of your heart may be forgiven you. For I see that you are in the gall of bitterness and in the bondage of iniquity. But Simon answered and said, Pray to the Lord for me yourselves, so that nothing of what you have said may come. In verses 9 through 11, it appears Simon liked the power and recognition he was given by the magic tricks he was demonstrating. Simon, not unlike many of us, was enjoying life and all that life had to offer. It doesn't appear that he was too concerned about God or God's will. He was living for himself. He was, in fact, living in sin. The Season of Drought Drought is defined as a prolonged period of abnormally low rainfall, a shortage of water resulting from this. It's also defined as a prolonged absence of something specified. Now, if you look to nature, during a drought, there's not too much fruit. Oftentimes, a drought comes unexpectedly. It often causes us to stop and take notice of what just might have caused it to come upon us. When it comes to our spiritual life, it just may take some form of traumatic event to gain our attention. Whatever the cause, we certainly know we don't like the season of drought, and we want to do something about it. We need to change. We realize our sin, our season of self, because of our faith which has come from hearing the word. So then faith cometh by hearing, and hearing by the word of God. Romans 10 and 17. So let's take a look at what happened to Simon. In verses 12 to 13, When the people of Samaria believed Philip's preaching, and were baptized, Simon entered in the season of drought. People were not holding him in high regard anymore. It was through Philip's preaching that people entered into the next season. I suspect it was also the case with Simon. Now it's interesting what happens next with Simon. In verse 13, Simon continues with Philip, wondering and beholding the miracles and signs Philip was performing. In verses 14 through 17, we see that when the apostles arrive, 
and lay their hands on people to give the gift of the Holy Spirit. Simon slips back into the season of self, verses 18 and 19. He quit before he ever received the blessing. How many people end up doing the same thing as Simon? They hear the word, they repent, they are baptized, and then look at what they have to give up rather than what they have received. They never get past the season of drought. They never enter into the season of new life. They, just as Simon, quit before they ever receive the blessing. The season of new growth. When we are baptized, we become dead to our sins, our old ways. Paul points this out in Romans chapter 6, verses 10 and 11. For the death that he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life that he lives, he lives to God. Even so, consider yourselves to be dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Peter also stated in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 24, who himself bare our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes you were healed. Peter is obviously talking about Jesus. We become dead to sin by being buried with Jesus. Paul says in Romans 6 and 4, Therefore we are buried with him by baptism into death that like as Christ was raised up from the dead by the glory of the Father, even so we also should walk in newness of life. When we are buried with Christ, we are inducted in Christ. Turn with me to Galatians chapter 3, verses 26 and 27. For you are all sons of God through faith in Christ Jesus, for all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. When in Christ we are dead to our old ways. Therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature. Old things are passed away. Behold, all things are become new. 2 Corinthians 5 and 17. And when we are dead to sin, our beauty shows. Colossians chapter 1, verses 21 through 22. And although you were formerly alienated and hostile in mind, engaged in evil deeds, yet he, being Jesus, has now reconciled you in his fleshly body through death, in order to present you before him holy and blameless and beyond reproach. Holy blameless and beyond reproach. We have a new life, and we become radiant for all the world to see. A life of sin is renounced. For if we have been planted together in the likeness of his death, we shall be also in the likeness of his resurrection. Knowing this, that our old man is crucified with him, that the body of sin might be destroyed, that henceforth we should not serve sin. Romans chapter 6, 
verses 5 to 6, 16 through 22. When we get through the season of due growth, we enter into the season of significance. As I see it, there are at least four distinct blessings we can look forward to in the season of significance. The first blessing is joy. Consider the 3,000 on the day of Pentecost. Those people changed from sadness to gladness. And they did eat their meat with gladness. Acts chapter 2 verse 46. Or consider the eunuch after he was baptized. He went on his way rejoicing. Acts chapter 8 verse 39. The second blessing is freedom. Before baptism, we sinners are handcuffed and wearing the ball and chains of Satan. But after baptism, we sinners are freed. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness and the first begotten of the dead and the prince of the kings of the earth, unto him that loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood. Revelations 1 verse 5 For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death, because the creature itself also shall be delivered from the bondage of corruption in the glorious liberty of the children of God. Romans chapter 8 verse 2 and 21 The third blessing is recognition as God's children. Paul states in Romans 8, 14-16, For all who are being led by the Spirit of God, these are sons of God. For you have not received a spirit of slavery, leading to fear again, but you have received a spirit of adoption as sons by which we cry out, Abba, Father. The Spirit himself testifies with our spirit that we are children of God. And if we continue in our text in Galatians chapter 3, looking at verses 28 through 29, There is neither Jew nor Greek, there is neither slave nor free man, there is neither male nor female, for you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's descendants, heirs according to the promise. The fourth blessing brings us salvation and security, or in other words, life. Though your sins be as scarlet, they shall be as white as snow. Though they be red like crimson, they shall be as wool. Isaiah 1 and 18 He that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. Mark 16 and 1. The season of significance in my mind can be best described as doing God's will. In this stage of life, we look at what we can add to the kingdom of God rather than what we can get from the world. Jesus came to this earth and did his Father's will. He made a difference in people's lives by showing us how much God loves us. We as followers of Christ should be focusing on the same mission. 
spreading the good news of God's plan for salvation and eternal life. Remember the words of Jesus? Ye are the light of the world. A city that is set on a hill cannot be hid. Neither do men light a candle and put it under a bushel, but on a candlestick. And it gives light unto all that are in the house. Let your light so shine before men that they may see your good works and glorify your Father which is in heaven. Matthew 5 verses 14 through 16. So how exactly do we go about taking advantage of this season of significance? By letting people see our light. When we show them our light, we are the living gospel. I'd rather see a sermon than hear one any day. I'd rather one would walk with me than merely tell the way. The eyes of better pupil and more willing than the ear. Find counsel is confusing, but examples always clear. And the best of all the preachers are the men who live their creeds. For to see good put into action is what everybody needs. I can soon learn to do it if you'll let me see it done. I can watch your hands in action, but your tongue too fast may run. And the lectures you deliver may be very wise and true, but I'd rather get my lessons by observing what you do. For I may misunderstand you in the high advice you give, but there's no misunderstanding how you act and how you live. That poem is entitled, Living the Gospel, Author is Unknown. As you go through the rest of this week, think of ways to let your light shine among men. Thanks for listening. W. Clement Stone wrote, That which you share multiplies, that which you withhold diminishes. If you found this podcast enjoyable, share the link with someone.